0: Please pray with me. Lord, on this holy night, I pray that you would open our hearts to hear how much you love us. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Help me now as I preach, or I ask it in your name. Amen. You may be seated. Have you ever felt insignificant or average or mediocre? I like the word common. Have you ever felt common? I have. As I was graduating college, I sat one time for an eight-hour professional exam to cover the fundamentals of engineering, and in order to pass this exam, you had to score a 75% or better. You know what I scored? 78. A whopping 78%. It was enough to make it past the cut line, but pretty far from the top, and I felt like an average engineer. I have to imagine that some of you know what that feels like. Maybe you're feeling like that this evening, feeling kind of common, kind of average. It's a terrible feeling to feel common. It's disheartening, unless God says otherwise. To hear that the Lord loves you enough to come on Christmas Eve changes everything. I'd like to tell you about some other common folk, shepherds. I'd like to tell you the story tonight from the perspective of a particular shepherd keeping watch over his flock by night. And on Christmas Eve, I thought it would be fitting to invite you to use your imagination a little bit. What I'm about to say, I think, is a fair representation of what's in between the lines of Scripture. And I want to invite you to imagine with me. Shepherds are indeed common. There are lots of us all over the Middle East. I should know, I've been a shepherd a very long time. And our line of work, it doesn't have a great reputation. People don't trust shepherds. It's the, it's the lying and the stealing. And I, it's a fair generalization of us, but I'm an honest one, I swear. I'm an honest shepherd, I never lie or steal. In fact, here in my hometown of Bethlehem, all the shepherds I know are honest. I mean, after all, this is the city of David. He's kind of the hero of this town. He's certainly the hero of the shepherds. The shepherd boy turned king of Israel. Look at these fields, these hills. He used to graze his father's sheep right here in this place. Sadly, the testimony of a shepherd is not usually trusted in courts. But I recently got to give my testimony, not in court, but to somebody who was asking for my perspective. They wanted my testimony, just a common average shepherd, wanted to hear my story. I thought that was great. I was happy to tell my story. It was a, a young guy, a, a guy named Luke, a doctor, a physician. He'd, he'd come to Bethlehem not that long ago. He said someone had hired him to write up an orderly account of everything concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was born here in Bethlehem. And he was looking for people with eyewitness firsthand accounts. So he came to me, he found me. I was so honored to get to tell my story, to tell him about the greatest day of my life. I tell it every chance I get, and I'd like to share it with you tonight. You know, I I was young. It was a long time ago, but You never forget a day like this. It feels like it was just yesterday. I was probably in my late teens, early 20s, and um, I was not having a good day. I was kind of depressed. I was feeling bad about my, my lot in life, you know, a common shepherd caring for sheep. And on top of that, the emperor, Caesar Augustus, issued a decree that the entire world had to be registered in their hometown. It wasn't hard for me to get registered because I just had to walk into town. I'm from Bethlehem. But as I filled out the census, it made me feel like a number, like just a number, like I didn't count, like a taxable unit. Not that you're going to get much tax from this poor shepherd, but it made me feel bad. On top of that, all these people were coming into town, all these visitors, or I guess they actually were former residents, they were coming back in to register. And the inns were filling up the guest houses were occupied, supplies were running out. On that particular day, I got in from the the fields tending my sheep too late to buy any bread. My grocer was out of bread. (laughs) You know the irony of that? Bethlehem means house of bread, and I had none that night. So there I was, depressed, irritated, hungry, and I was commiserating with my other fellow shepherds. That's right. There were others. We always gathered together at nighttime. It was safer that way. We could put all our sheep together, and we had friendships and and some fellowship. And it was wintertime. It's always cold that time of year. So we were out in the fields. We made a nice warm fire, and we got our sheep to all lay down, and we set up a watch for the night, you know, to take turns caring for the sheep. And when it was my turn, one of the other shepherds came, and and he woke me up And I got up and shook off the sleep and the cold, and I walked around the perimeter, just inspecting the sheep, just making sure everything was okay. And then I plopped down by the fire. It was warm. I enjoyed that. I was looking at the wood as it crackled. It was a calm night. The other shepherds had all fallen back asleep, and one of them was softly snoring. As I listened to the rhythm of his snoring, I looked up, and it was a really dark sky. Beautiful. A million stars. It was so big and amazing. But you know what it did? It made me feel really small. Made me feel small. As I was having that very thought, my entire life changed. Straight from heaven, an angel appeared in brilliant, blinding glory. It was terrifying. He was so bright. It woke everyone up. One of the shepherds let out a shout of fear. I scurried back from where I was sitting and covered my eyes like this. It was terrifying. We all thought we were going to die. And the sheep, well, they didn't run off or anything, but they all stood up and they started bleeding and making sounds like they were terrified too. We thought we were going to die. It was horrible. And the, the angel, he, he opened his mouth and began to speak. And it sounded deafening. It was like standing next to a raging river. And he said to us, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I kind of got hung up on that word all. Good news for all the people. This wasn't news just for emperors and rulers and kings and rich and famous and important people. This was for people like us, commoners, ordinary people. This was good news. It was hard to keep listening to the angel because he was just so glorious. But we were awestruck. He went on to tell us that an important birth had happened that night in our very town. A savior had been born, Christ the Lord. And he said there was a sign that would go with it. You will find, he said, a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And right as he said this, I don't know if it was dozens, hundreds, a thousand more angels. They all showed up and began praising and glorifying God, saying glory to God in the highest and peace on earth among men. It was the most amazing song I had ever heard. I wish you could have heard it. And as quickly, as suddenly as they appeared, they were gone. The darkness returned. It took a a little while for our eyes to adjust. And when our senses came to us, we looked at each other and we said, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened that the Lord has made known to us. As soon as we got the sheep settled back down, we ran into town quickly. Now, we'd, we'd seen newborns before, and even newborns wrapped in swaddling cloths, but never lying in a manger. What kind of sign is this? It's a very unusual sign. And you might think it would have been hard actually, to find a newborn baby in a town, Um, but it wasn't. Our town is very small. Small town of Bethlehem, and no one keeps an oil lamp burning in the middle of the night. So we ran down two or three streets before we found a building with a light on. You know, on the the ground floor, we often bring our, our sheep in there when it gets really cold, and so the ground floor has some hay and stuff in it, and we went right over to that particular building, and, and we looked in, and there was an oil lantern going, and its light and its warmth were filling the room, and there was some straw and hay, and we looked over, and there he was, exactly as the angels had told us. There was a newborn baby wrapped up and lying in that manger. It hadn't been a dream. The angels didn't deceive us. We didn't invent that in our minds. It actually happened, and here was the sign that they told us to look for. And right next to the manger was a a tired mother, a weary new mom, and a man comforting her, her, her husband. I had never felt so important in my life. I was a common shepherd up to that point, but that day I was a messenger from God. I had been sent with a sign given me, and we came to tell good news that was for everyone. Good news from heaven. An angel had spoken to us. As I was looking at the manger, I noticed that the, the husband was staring at us, gawking at the baby. Now, I'm not normally this bold, but considering the circumstances, I just barged right into that room without being invited, and I said, this is an important baby. This is Christ the Lord, our Savior. And I shared with the people in there what we'd heard from the angels. I told them what we had been told. And they all looked with wonder as we shared. But Joseph, the man, that's his name. Joseph, he, he looked a little relieved, actually. You see, it turns out that we're not the only ones who'd heard from angels. Joseph and his wife Mary had also heard from angels a while ago. But they learned the hard way that you can't talk about that with people. It doesn't go well. And so for nine months, they'd been silent about it. They felt free then to tell us their side of the story. It turns out that baby was not Joseph's son. It was Mary's son, but it was God's son. That was the son of God in the manger. Mary was still a virgin. And for nine months, they'd kept this this secret. What an incredible thing. We all marveled at this birth. What does it mean that the Savior is born in a manger, in such a, a meager place, in poverty, in a place where sheep are supposed to go? What was his life going to be like? We all wondered. Well, we went back to our, our sheep just praising and glorifying God for all that we had heard and seen. What used to be common shepherds were not anymore. We were transformed by the experience. And I can tell you this. When God's Christ comes into your life, you are anything but common. Common.